the father confessor slight variations on a theme by herman hesse nobel laureate by jayram seshadri the father confessor in days long past when saint hilarion still a spiritual force though aging in gaza's plains there lived one by the name josephus famulus who till the age of 30 led a life of promiscuity replete with lascivity deeply wallowing in the pleasures of the mighty senses but by his 36th his unalloyed spirit waging a mighty protest he found no permanence in the delighting of the flesh insensate so he found himself at the feet of presbyters and bidding farewell his ways of old this vile world he began life as a novitiate dwelling at times with eremites or alone in the wilderness in penitence mastering the art of subduing his all studying the ars moriendi by transcending his craving needs and hacking away at his ego's greed learning to empathize with those others outside of him with such austerity did he delve deep that within him dawned silvery peace discovering a gift divine hidden golden that lay slumbering for harried and puckered souls came flocking to his abode josephus enveloping soothed their tired souls through silent listening for josephus had learned the art of opening the aperture of his heart gathering anxieties apart sending confessors emptied and calmed they trusted those receptive ears for no words from him would ever in all those years issue for josephus their anguish tears in pure silence would embalm whether those who came were contrite or vain innocuous or in disdain they would together kneel connecting with the almighty divine after which 
he would likely kiss their weary brow and bestow smiles all around having their woes to the hoary past consigned thus renowned josephus became pilgrims from afar and near came to reap of the dewy silence from this true man of god and yet over the years his cobwebbed desires trapped despite his years evoking passions he thought long ago abandoned and gone with a sigh he took these passions flaring in his stride realized that for him to always abide in the heaven within that much more he needed to grow waxing and waning thus was his peace within visible one moment in souling the next as faint as the light from stars of distant worlds what rankled him though more was the devil ribboning his soul vexing dark contempt infuming for those who in confession knelt only causing for himself the more hate seeping through every pore and within welling hypocrisy's bile rising permeating vile he felt and over the years that fled despite on himself imposing austerity dread he felt his passions a swirl his contempt a whirl that only rose to such a degree latent he thought it a farce to pretend sapience so in search of solitude intense rode the wind silently fleeing his abode he reasoned he had abandoned a seat no longer worthy nor qualified was he thus in his run gathering once more his aura of peace at least he was being true not turning a blind eye to his fading hue the cravings within contempt raging without much like the swelling seas and in the stillness that dawned that came sudden upon him fleeing his abode the voice of dion pugil of ascalon beckoned the depths of his soul it 
thugged and it thugged till it would not let go so toward ascalon he decided to fend seeking for his weary to mend at the feet of that great one of old josephus knew if any there were true pugil would open within skies magical allowing his withered mind to mingle again with on rushing streams dion pugil's words would heal Josephus's troubled veil of tears and in silence would he accept whatever Dion Pugil would deem This was not a decision light for Pugil a hermit quite the opposite of the mild and mannered Josephus often times berating his confessors he did if he so thought right beat them black and blue upright and yet with all whole villages flocked to be cleansed by this their benefactor pugil to erring souls assigned penances cold had them castigated ordered marriages enemies befriended such was his authority for more advanced in years was the wisdom of dion pugil calling to fore the higher will in far greater laser like intensity to this rebuking reprimanding of a hermit had josephus decided to commit his fate willing to accept any dire consequences meted so true was this sincere soul in the cloud of earnestness's gathering folds resolving humbly to subjugate and have himself aroused thus thinking these thoughts josephus came trudging to an oasis spot where had gathered pious and holy souls seeking relief in the watered shade he would learn from these brethren of the caravan route to ascalon that would set him again on the path to heaven at the crack of dawn's first rays even as he the shade approached 
felt a mighty presence, a superior force, saw sitting bold, upright, one with a hoary beard, an aura alight. Action embedded in inaction threaded. A hermit inert, yet alert, in repose composed, Josephus saw and could only be riveted to this sight. What better for him to learn of the path to the hermit of Ascalon? So, with humility laced with timidity, approached this mountainous presence. After the initial customary, Josephus wasted no time in asking of the Hori the path to Ascalon and Dion Pugil's hallowed residence. At this, the mountainous one stiffened and stared into the expanse, his eyes slits of cold through the heated haze they bored, seemingly prophesying what none there knew or even dreaming and murmuring said, only he knew of the route to the hermit spoken of. But unwilling was he seemingly to divulge, despite what sought so ardently, the man now stood looking the younger Josephus from head to toe, and then real close, then gravely assuming his seated posture of old, fading his former reticence, yet distant in a sense. Josephus hastened to mention a penitent was he, a hermit seeking Pugil's decree, revealing too he was the famulus of Gaza. This seemed to only confirm what within the mind of the hoary one on which he seemed to lose his indelible peace aura. Yes, I have heard of you, said the elder one. You are Gaza's pious son and holy son, the one to whom people flock for their sins to confess. You, famulus, revered by so many of us, Wish an audience with Dion Pugil, one far more feeble, and, and spare a thought, what if he refuses? I can, I can see your ardent wish stems from a desire to confess, seeking solace and redress from what Pugil may command. And what if 
I ask hesitant, if you're, if you're pugil, inconsistent with your expectations of what you might deem as justified demands. Not for me to question the Great One's diktats. I will humbly, willingly accept, said Josephus, all, all that he deems and meets out. Not for me to, to, to question the rights or wrongs of someone far closer to God, one directly connected to, to God's precious handouts. I will simply obey, gladly adopting his ways, for thus alone can I chisel my way out of the granite walls I've enclosed myself in. But I can see your reverence with all these pertinent questions. Seems you know the one of Ascalon do extricate me from the mire I'm in. Three birds twittered. The sun sank deeper. Lines etched, crisscrossed. The elders furrowed forehead before he slowly responded. When he spoke, though, he spoke not of the route to Ascalon, only of retiring till the morn, rolling out his mat that was to be his bed. But he did inquire caringly of Josephus's welfare, endearingly, ensuring of his repast after which he told him too to rest and retire for the night. They would meet again at dawn, he had said, at which further discussions can be had to see if Josephus's burden can in any way be rendered light. The next day, at the crack of dawn, Josephus awoke and presented himself once more at the feet of the already awakened Elder One, said the Elder. We are together on a journey further than the bodies of ours can take any longer, so so I suggest we eat before marching along. Oh, oh, are we, are we going together, your reverence? Said Josephus with delight evident. Y you are indeed kind to act as my personal guide. Well, you asked me the path to Ascalon, chimed the elder one. So... I am obliged in person to take you to Dion, or else 
I'd be living a terrible lie. During the trek long, it slowly dawned. Josephus learned the elder one was himself the one sought, the holy one of Ascalon. Overwhelmed was he for not having recognized the great one's identity. The sooner his soul's refuge, his brilliant hue, the halo of the venerable one. And so it came to pass that after composing himself under a palm tree, confessed his heart's miseries, his vain to gain sanctimony. And to all that he unburdened, Dion Pugil merely listened, silently after which he lightly kissed Josephus's brow, a kiss with the greatest of brotherly. As unexpected as this was, Josephus felt tranquil nevertheless, and soon childlike, closing his eyes, fell into a most beneficial sleep. And thus it came to be that Josephus became Pugil's understudy, living in the precincts of the hermit of Ascalon's hallowed keep. Penitents getting to know only flocked the more, for they felt a reassuring presence in the nearness of Gaza's. Josephus Famulus, for they felt the braver still to kneel before their dreaded pugil, doing so now with an ease, their minds the more undaunted and fearless. Josephus learned of Pugil's ways over the years, his unique traits that made him see through the ways of man, erring and wild. And in the years that quickly fled, Pugil became subject to weakness spells, turning more and more into a dependent child. It was then that over several days he bade Josephus dig a deep grave, even lending a hand, saying that was to be his final resting place. Telling him to plant a palm tree on that very spot that he would be buried, while calling him his son, his solace, and grace in his last days. Several days passed, Pugil's life ebbing and fast, 
called Josephus one eve to his side to sit besides close and near his weak voice hoarse and throaty I I, I want to tell you something said Pugil cheerfully do, do you remember the day you fled to me to tell me your heart-aching story was it was it not a miracle the one of whom you asked of pugil himself was the one of ascalon the one whom your soul had so sought <laughs> you confessed under a palm tree well well, the hour of confession too has come for me. For I too, like you, had fled my abode <laughs> in search of you. Yes, in search of you lost. Your thoughts mirrored mine, Josephus, for I too felt such a curse. To hear of the sins of others when I myself felt sins within welling. Yet to me, first, you laid bare your thoughts as such. Overcoming my shock, I decided for you to transcend my deep wounds within. For had I told you I was seeking redress too, that would have amounted to two hermits' lives gone meaninglessly and hopelessly awry. But acting as your guide and mentor, subsuming my wounds in yours, I knew I could grow once more to be pure, to be pure and spiritually alive. <laughs> you, you have been a good son, Josephus. Great too for the confessors. And I hope I have to in your eyes a good father figure being i i see with my aging eyes you are weeping like a child weep on weep on tears only cleanse the soul that much better it feels I hope you, Josephus, that, that you too, in your old age, are blessed with a sage, one who looks after you when God's calling you begin to hear. Now, now I'm tired. I've, I've babbled on for long, God, with be with you, Josephus.
my son, it is time that, that you too for the night retire. The next day dawned, Dion not emerging for prayers, Josephus grew alarmed, so looked into his hut concerned. There he found his mentor, his friend, his father, his guide. In his last sleep, his face like a child's, radiant and deep. Burying him in the grave, Josephus planted a palm tree as was the mentor bade. Now free, the blessed pugil. And Josephus lived to taste of its first fruit with Dion Pugil's hallowed spirit hovering ever around a guiding angel.